Hello, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. My name is Casey Ruff from Boundless Body LLC, and I am the host of Boundless Body Radio. Before October of 2020, I was not a podcaster. Now, I have recorded hundreds of episodes featuring incredible guests, created tons of helpful content, and have consistently generated thousands of downloads every month since I began. I'm just a regular dude trying to share our message, and now I'm ready to show you my process, my successes and failures, and everything I've learned along the way to help you start your own podcast. Together, we'll explore the entire process of having a podcasting idea and take it all the way to publishing your first episode and explore all the steps in between. Then, I'll give you all the tools that you will need so you can record as many episodes that you want to release after that. Podcasting is one of the most enriching skills I've ever added to my life, and I've learned a ton by talking with some of my heroes and sharing it with anyone who wants to join us on our journey. So, sit back, grab a notebook, take some notes, and welcome to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hey, hey, welcome to episode 26 of season two, which is our season finale. Don't worry, season three will be starting soon, but we really wanted to end this season talking to our favorite guest. Today, we're speaking with Mark Reed. Mark is the first ever three-time returning guest on the show as we interviewed him on episode three and episode 19 of season two. Mark is the host of one of my favorite podcasts, Zen Sandwich. Mark was hosted on our primary podcast, so be sure to check out Mark's amazing story on episode 35 of Boundless Body Radio. I was also featured as the first guest on his show last year on episode nine of Zen Sandwich. Mark Reed, welcome back to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. Hey, it's good to be here. Thanks, Casey. Absolutely. So we decided that we are going to end this season with you, um, and I'm going to overhaul some things based on some advice that you had given me on a past episode. Do you remember what that advice was? Well, I know that the big one was uh, ABC, always be tweaking. Yep, that's right. Do you remember that? Yep. Okay. exactly right. (laughs) Is that where we're going? Yeah, I've actually shared that with a bunch of people, and I was thinking about it after you said it. I thought it was really good advice. My introduction is way too long. I hate it. Um, (laughs) It has to play on my end. The way I record everything goes through my Rodecaster Pro, and so it has to play Mm -hmm. on my end before I fade it down, so I'm literally like mixing as I'm going. Uh, So it's way too long. I don't like it. and I wanted to try a different format for different seasons moving forward. So uh, I have you to thank for uh, always be tweaking. It, it did uh, served well. Awesome. Hey, sometimes you need a kick in the pants. I uh, um, I've got a buddy who has a, a website that has a lot of traffic. He it's it, it doesn't have anything to do with podcasting, but he wanted to. Uh, basically, it's an English uh, uh, language conversation or English conversation teaching website for foreigners to learn English. And so I had recorded some, uh, some conversations for him to put on his website. Anyway, my point is he wanted to um, do a link because he gets so much traffic. He's like, man, I can send a bunch of traffic to your website. Uh, He said, but you need a landing page. And, you know, two years ago, I, I had never even put together a website before. And I'm like, what's the difference between a landing page and a homepage? What, what am I missing here? He kind of walked me through it. And um, my point is, and to get back to always be tweaking is I have, uh, I've been wanting to revamp zensandwich.com for more than six months. And it took a kick in the pants. It took him saying like, look, I'm not going to put the link until you, uh, I mean, he wasn't threatening me. He was just saying like, look, I want to benefit you redo that first page and, you know, stop messing around with the blog. I, I, when I started zensandwich.com, I'd started as a blog. And I thought the podcast would supplement it. It went the other way. The podcast was bigger. And then the blog was kind of supplementing the podcast. But he's like, it's kind of convoluted. Strip it down. Get rid of the blog stuff or put it in the put it as a tab and where people can still find it, but it's in the back. Make that first page a landing page for the podcast. And so I did that this week. You know, so that was my always be tweaking uh uh yeah, I said ABC. It's ABT, right? ABT. ABT. Always be tweaking. Yeah, always be tweaking. Uh, that was my always be tweaking this week. I went and I just, and it was kind of scary because I've had Zen Sandwich look the way it's looked for two years. And, but I did it. I just stripped it down and I revamped it. And you know, after the show, you can go look at it. It's clean. And it's, uh, I'm so glad I did it. And now I actually feel a little more confident, like telling people, 
because before when I would send people to the podcast, I would send them to where my podcast is distributed on Apple or on Spotify. Um, now I feel confident, like, no, just go to zensandwich.com. You can yeah. listen to the latest episode, great. you know, the show, the show notes are there and you know, it's, you know, always be tweaking. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> when I share an individual episode around, I share it on Apple because I know more than likely people are listening on Apple. I hate Apple podcasts. I'm just going to say like, it is a terrible app to listen to podcasts. I use a different one. I think uh, Overcast is what I use. And so I get mm. automatic updates much easier on that one. It queues it up for me. So like when you release a new episode, it's in order and I know it's going to play in order uh, for what I like. Um, and and yeah, anyway, but I do know that more people listen to those episodes on Apple. So if I'm sharing a specific episode, I'll send it via Apple. But the nice thing is, yeah, from the website, people can go to whatever you know service they want. They can, they can choose. Right. And so that's a really cool benefit too. Yeah, it's there. Like if you're if you prefer to listen to it on Apple or Spotify or whatever, when you go to like on the on the landing page, I have like the you know four or five of the most recent episodes, and then I have an embedded player where you can listen to any episode. If yeah. you want to go back to episode you know twelve, you can. But uh, but the the most recent four or five are there with the notes already right there in front of you. And uh, if you want, there's a little button that you can go and switch over to Apple and it'll take you right there if you prefer that. So it is. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, it's it's always nice in everything in life to understand that if you don't know something, that doesn't mean you'll never know something. This is why I love, you know, concepts like the yet mentality or the growth mindset. It's like, yeah, I, I didn't know how to build a website. I started by building a website and now I you yeah. know can move things around. Like you learn things as you go rather than trying to rule out like, oh, I don't know how to do this. It's like, no, like spend some time on YouTube. Like if it's important to you, you'll figure it out. And once you know the skill, then you keep the skill for the rest of your life, like learning to cook. Once you know how to cook, you've got that for the rest of your life. You can make whatever meal you want any day of the week. So yeah, I think it's important to remember that we always can grow and expand and learn new things along the way. Always be tweaking. That's what it, in fact, that's, uh, you know, I didn't know Jack squat. I don't know if that's a phrase anymore, but uh, I didn't know anything about making a website and I just went onto YouTube and I find, you know, I had to shop around cause there's a lot of junk on YouTube, but I found, uh, you know, how to do it, how to, uh, get a WordPress site, how to put Elementor, which is the, the kind of website builder where you, uh, um, where you can drag and drop images or text box or whatever. And, you know, you put it, you put a theme there and you can, then you can tweak the theme and make it your personal. Anyway, I didn't know how to do any of that stuff. So I got onto YouTube and I'm just watching and like pausing every 30 seconds to do whatever the step that they're covering on the YouTube tutorial or whatever, you know, it's like, okay. And then, then you're going to want to do this. And so I'll just pause it and then I'll go do that. And then I come back, you know, so it's like an hour tutorial that takes me like six hours to get through. Cause I'm doing <laughs> this stuff as I'm doing, you know, but you know, you get to the end of that and you're like, dang, I got a website. Yeah. You know, so cool. and then, and you've learned how to do all this stuff. So then, you know, the next, the next day when you're like, you know what, actually, I don't want a video there. I want an image there. You can just go in, pop it out. You know, it's no big deal. You have that skill. Like you said. Yeah, dude. I love that. Last time we talked, we, uh, kind of did this thing back and forth where we compared podcast notes and I had such a kind good time doing that. I wanted to do that again. And I would love to start with some of the things that you've been thinking about and some of the things that you've jotted down. You mentioned before we got on that it might be a little bit scattered, which is totally fine. (laughs) I think that's a a fun way to cover things. We can make this just be really candid and, you know, hopefully it's a lot of things that podcasters have thought about or maybe haven't thought about that need to. So why don't we start with some of your notes? Well, the first one I had is actually, ultimately, it's going to be a question for you. Because, you know, I, I think the last time we talked, I had my suggestion to new podcasters was to, uh, well, one, you do first, you do want a niche, you do want a theme, you don't want you don't want to just say, hey, my podcast is about me sitting around with my buddies talking about whatever's on our mind, you want to have a direction. And you want to map it out. You don't have to script the whole thing, but at least have bullet points. At least have a, a rational direction you want to head in. Because um, those are the podcasts that succeed. You know, like the crime uh, crime podcasts or, uh, or Boundless Body Radio. It's a very specifically themed podcast. Mine is a little bit more broader based. Zen Sandwich. It's, you know, what's that about? 
Um, but the Zen is in the title. So you kind of know what's going on there, but I kind of left it a little broad. And I did when my interviews there, you know, they can range from MMA fighters to authors and uh, entrepreneurs. Um, my question, so you do want a niche, but the problem that I sometimes bump into, even with my broad theme is like when I do my solos, I, you know, I do about 50, 50, I did 50% interviews and I do about 50% just solo, just me talking. And, you know, when it's, when it comes to the solos, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm running out of topics or, you know, I don't want to do, I'm not going to do another episode on mindfulness because I've already done three episodes on mindfulness. So my question to you, because you balance body radio is very specific. How do you not run out of ideas? Do you ever feel redundant? That's, you're probably asking the wrong person. I overthink that all the time. It's interesting <laughs> you mentioned us being specific. I actually think we're extremely broad. And I, I don't know if that's the right choice. We talked about that before, like finding your, you know, particular thing, your niche, like you said, I think it's really beneficial to attract the right people. Um, it might not be the most people, you know, you might not be Joe Rogan, but you'll find, you know, we've used this example several times. If, if you and Shauna get together and drink rosé and talk about your crazy cats, you might find that if you <laughs> stick with it long enough, you'll find all the other Shaunas out there that want to talk about crazy cats or want to hear you and your neighbor talk about well, cats. If you make that your niche, you got it. You, you There's 50,000 people out there who want to just listen to you know, boundless cat radio. They just want to talk about cats all the time. Yep. But if you're talking about cats one minute and then I don't know, whatever thrift store shopping the next, and I, I don't know, you're just all over the place. Then there's no, unless you're hysterical, but even if you're hysterical, if you don't have an established fan base, like Joe Rogan, yeah, I, it's, it's going to be an uphill uh, climb. Yeah. Let, let me just give you an example and, and I'll let you decide. So my last, I'll just say, here's my last six interviews that I did. So last week, number one was Tom Gaymore. He's an announcer for formula one. So we talked a lot about formula one. He had an angle that was kind of like mental health that I thought was really interesting, but it was a lot of formula one. Um, Sean O'Mara, Sean O'Mara is a carnivore. He's 57 years old. He does the carnivore diet and he talks about sprinting, um, as a form of exercise. And he talks about visceral fat. It's kind of a shtick. Um, Massimo Pigliucci, former guest of yours. Yesterday we talked about his latest book. Um, he is a stoic philosopher who teaches philosophy in New York. Uh, today, Thomas Seyfried, he's a cancer expert. He uh, really talks about cancer as a metabolic disease and how ketogenic diets can help get, like, like cut off the fuel source for cancer cells. And then tomorrow is going to be Nina Teichels, who is a journalist who wrote the book, the big fat surprise. Those are the last five. So I'll okay. just say like, that's, I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty broad. That's, that's pretty, that's diverse. a wide spectrum. Yeah, yeah. it is diverse. And so it's my, my original thought with all of this is I wanted to talk to everybody. I didn't want any topic to be off the table. And I thought that all of the people that, you know, were listening to our low carbohydrate stuff would then listen to Tom Gaymore talk about Formula One and say, wow, Formula One sounds really cool. And then the Formula mm -hmm. One people would listen to Sean O'Mara and say, wow, carnivore diet. I've never heard of that. And then those people right. would then listen to a stoic philosopher and go, wow, I've never heard of stoicism. Let me practice some the, some of the, the, you know, things they talk about. I don't think that ever really worked out the way that I thought. And I often wonder if mm -hmm. we had stayed on a more specific topic, if we would have grown in that world um, much better with the correct audience. So, so I don't know. What's your thought on that? Yeah, I, I think you need a niche, but you can, but you should be wary of pigeonholing yourself into something so specific that you can't get out of it, that, you know, every episode winds up about being carnivore diet. And then like, that's not going to, even with a loyal fan base, that's going to get old eventually. Like, you know, if, so if I, if I just do Zen, if I just do mindfulness and live in the present moment, every episode, like you're going to get tired of that. In fact, one reason I started a kind of Zen, uh, a, a loose, very loosely based, uh, modern Zen, uh, podcast is because every zen podcast i ever listened to is snooze fast man it is so boring you would you would i would rather go meditate staring at the wall than yeah. than listen to a zen podcast so i wanted to make it fun and modern and practical and you know i that's my niche is yeah. zen but it's it's 
it's modern. It's, it's realistic. You I, know? I love that. And I think back to your early episodes, which were all solo and you did cover mindfulness quite a bit, but there were different angles. Like I, I don't mm. think like covering mindfulness three times, boy, you could cover mindfulness 300 times in different ways. If you, if you're picking one little thing and exploding that topic out from a different angle or a different perspective, or, you know, I don't know. I think, I think Zen is a perfect example of something that is specific. I know what I'm going to get that said, I don't know who you're going to have and exactly what right. angle you're going to cover. This is just something that's going to be nice. I'm going to be entertained. I'm going to rethink about mindfulness in my own life. And that's what I really appreciate about your show. Well, yeah, I appreciate that. That was, that was sort of the aim. Like, <clears throat> I mean, I, I have people who don't give a squat about, uh, that's the second time I've used that phrase, um, <laughs> about, uh, Zen or mindfulness. Like I, you know, I've had, uh, a musician who is a, a staunch Christian, a conservative Christian, and that's fine. I don't, you know, the, the Zen I'm talking about is secular. I, I don't care about changing anyone's faith you know? And, you know, so I asked him about like, how do you meditate? And I said, I, I doubt that you sit in the Lotus position and light incense, you know, he this is a conservative Christian. And so he talked about prayer, you know, and then that's totally fine. That's what, that's how he gets there to that point. You know, I'm more about, you know, getting to that, uh, you know, personal Nirvana, whatever you want to call it. I don't care how you get there. You know, how do you do it? You know, maybe you do it with a glass of wine and, you know, some classical music in the background, whatever. What's uh, anyway, the, what's the I, saying from Japan? All roads lead to Fuji or something. All roads lead to the, the, the Fuji, <laughs> like whatever way you get there is fine. Yeah. yeah. The, well, and that's the way I sort of view it is that, you know, we're all aiming towards the top of the mountain. <clears throat> we just take different paths. So, you know, some go straight up, some go circular, whatever, but they're still aimed in the same direction. Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. And I think the Christianity was a really good example of an episode that I would still appreciate. I'm not a Christian, but I would still appreciate that episode because at the end of the day, we are talking about the same things. How do we deal with this shit show called life? We all have different methods and it's, <laughs> right. it's nice to much. know. It's nice to know that everybody else is, you know, on the Titanic yeah. deck listing down into yeah. the water. But, you know, we still got to listen to the band and maybe see if we can dance before we slide down the deck. <laughs> Well, the thing is, and, and we'll get back to podcast making after this uh, little point, this little divergence here. But uh, the thing is, if you get to the message of almost any religion, the message is sincere. You know, if you look into Christianity, it's, it's love, love your neighbor, you know, be kind. It's the people that claim to practice it that screw it up and make and give it a bad reputation. Just go it's back a the, few hundred years. Right. You know, but if you look at just the message itself, it's going towards the top of the mountain too, you know, like don't judge people. That's pretty simple. You know, don't, you know, love people. Um, you know, it, so anyway, yeah, whether you're great. Christian or you're, or you're a Buddhist, you know, the message is essentially the same compassion and, you know, yeah. be no. nice to people. Yep. I love yeah. that. I love that. Uh, so what, let me ask you another question. Why? I mean, I, I, we sort of ask this question every time, but uh, I think it <clears throat> serves us well to go back to it. Why do you podcast? What do you like about it? Oh, man. Okay. I, I've got two separate answers, um, and I'm going to answer them for each one of our shows. So Balanced Body Radio is like, that's my baby. That I, I wanted to do a podcast. I always wanted to do a podcast. I learned most of what I know as far as nutrition from podcasting. It's such a special thing for me that when, you know, the pandemic hit and we got unemployed and we started our own business and now I realize like, wow, I actually have a bit of time more than I, I had before. I, this is now an option. So, so yeah, as far as boundless body goes, I just, I, to sit here and talk to some of the most amazing people all over the world about a topic that just lights me up. Like the, everything that I do in my free time is in that world. Like I, yeah. like what I listen to in my car, what I read on the weekends for fun is like textbooks and around nutrition. It's all this stuff. And so to be able to connect with people, that is its own thing. I, I'm, I'm just floored with how much it's grown. Um, mm -hmm. and, and, that that's been amazing. I do think there's something about it as far as like indirect, indirectly beneficial to our business. I think it gives you some legitimacy when you say like, I'm a podcast host, here's the 350 episodes I've done. And people can go, wow, mm. you talked to this guy, you've talked to that guy. That's yeah, really yeah. cool. So I do think indirectly that is, I do look at it as brand building. Um, yeah, that's good. 
So, so that part I love. So that would be that answer. Um, can, I, can I just jump in and, but not you not forget the other answer. Yeah. 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 So the other answer would be, why do what, I, what? Oh yeah. Well, no, 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 of course. Go ahead. A question, yeah, yeah, yeah. a follow-up question, Go ahead. but I don't want you to forget the other, yeah. the yep. other thing you want to say. What do you do? How, because you have such a diverse, uh, you know, the, the interview, interview pool of people, uh, how do you deal with people who make a statement that you as a nutritionist fundamentally disagree with? Because you do have a very specific, uh, you know, carnivore diet, the, that sort of thing. What do you do when uh, an expert comes on and they say something that you actually don't believe in? Great question. It depends on the person and it depends on the type of energy they're bringing to that conversation. There's been times when I have pressed people. Um, if you, if you are saying the kinds of things that we're saying on Boundless Body, especially with like low carbohydrate and carnivore diets, I, I am go, I am telling people actively that they should only eat animal products and that plants are actively bad for people. Like if you say that, you better damn well know that's what you're talking about because that's a strong, right? strong yeah, statement. <laughs> to be able to tell somebody that the plant-based movement is a complete scam and it's not better for you and it's not better for the planet, which that conversation gets convoluted all the time, I, I have to know my facts. I have to know where I'm coming from. So typically speaking, I would say I'd be pretty good at at asking a question. Well, okay, well, what what do you think about this? You know, this thing or that. And typically speaking, the people that leave negative comments, um, I don't, I don't get a ton in the interviews because I'm vetting people out and I kind of know where they're going to go with different things. Um, but when I get negative comments on like YouTube, we get a lot of comments on YouTube. All it is, is just vegans that are saying like, Oh, this is, this is stupid and you're dumb. And the only thing I'll say, I'll I'll say like, well, okay, first of all, you're probably right. (laughs) I, I am probably dumb, but second of all, t- tell me one thing that you didn't like about this. What what do you disagree with? What can we talk about? And I never get an answer back. For I've I've invited yeah. plant based people and vegans to be on my show. They they don't want to talk about it. They don't want to come on and answer questions that I would say would be pretty tough questions to answer. So yeah, crossfire balanced body crossfire. Man. <laughs> Remember that that old pol- political show where they just would yeah. Get- a conservative and a liberal against each other. Like, wow, I, I would like to see you go toe to toe with a vegan. Yeah. And I just, I, I, I would watch that for uh, sure. And, 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 you know, that's what happens. They, they become debates and they're vegans and plant-based people are really good at, at straw man arguments and circular arguments where they say like, yeah. like this isn't healthy for you. And you'll answer that question. And then they'll say, well, that's bad for the planet. And you go, okay, that fair, but that's a different argument. Now we're talking about something different. Well, right. then this is ethically wrong. Okay. That's another separate argument. You didn't answer the first question about health. So anyway, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of people like that. There are people I would love to bring on that I would, ask them some pretty tough questions and I'd love to see what their, their, um, answers would be. But also that's, that's not really our style. I'm, I'm not trying to mm. go out and like disagree with people and yell at them in the corner and telling them they're stupid. I want to tell the other side and let people decide for themselves in a, in a more like kind way. I don't know. I think that yeah, answers the question. Yeah, that's, <clears throat> that's, that's the same, you know, I, I sort of had the similar approach, you know, about one guest that I had on that, uh, believes in like, um, um, What's what's the uh, I forgot the expression, but like the book, the secret, the yeah. uh, the law of law of attraction. Yeah. And I, I'm not a. I think the law of attraction. You know, and again, we won't go down this path, but I think it's like fifty percent right. Like I, I think that there is something to what you think about. You kind of manifest. You know, because you're if you're thinking negative thoughts, you know, you're gonna notice the negative stuff that happens to you in life. You, you know, you manifest it in that way. But I don't think that the guy who cuts me off in traffic, that I brought that into my existence. Anyway, I, but I had a guest on who does think that stuff. And while I, I gently uh, pushed back against what she was saying, I, I didn't ridicule her or get into a debate. And in fact, I found the positive in what she was saying. Anyway, if, uh, if there's a would-be podcaster out there listening to this, I would definitely, I don't know, it depends on what you want your show to be. If you want it to be antagonistic, I guess, you know, load up the people that you disagree with. But uh, I think generally it, it bodes uh, well if you find the positive in something someone says, even if you disagree with that's it. Right. But that's right. Listen- um, so, so, so on that note, you did an amazing job. And, and I told you this before on the other episode we did. I felt like you, which your lawyer background makes a lot of sense. I felt like you were my advocate when I was listening to that. <laughs> 
and you did this very tactfully. You said, okay, some people indirectly, some people right. might push back on you and say this. What would you right. say to them? That just took you out of the equation. There's no confrontation with you. It's just her talking to these other people and those other people in, in, in my experience was me. That was great. Yeah. So I really well, appreciated well, that you did it that way. And I think podcasters could learn from that. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, if you're having an expert on and there's some controversy about their position, uh, they're, they're ready. They're ready for that. You know, they, I mean, if they're an expert in whatever topic you're having them on for, they're aware of the criticism that's out in the world. So they're kind of already locked and loaded. As long as you don't, you know, fire off at them, you know, you give them an opportunity, you kind of throw it as a softball. Like, you know, I, I you know, I have to address the elephant in the room. There are critics that say blah, blah, blah about your position. How would you answer those critics? And they're, they're usually happy right. to, to go after that topic. Cause they, like I said, they're locked and loaded. Yep. And that's very well, different than you saying like, uh, I think you're stupid because of this, whatever. Right. <laughs> what was the other reason? I'm sorry. I did cut no, you no, off. No, so that's great. You were talking two reasons for uh, why you podcast. Yeah. So that was the reason for podcasting for boundless body radio. I do that because that's my passion project. I absolutely love it. And I think it builds legitimacy in our business. I do this one for no other reason than I really like podcasting. We have yeah. far fewer listeners on this show than the other show, although it's growing and that's great. But I thought like this would be fun to monetize. We're nowhere near monetizing. So so then it's like, I have to critically think and go like, man, like, what, what am I really getting out of this? Is this worth it to me or not worth it to me? Should I continue doing this podcast or not? Because I, li I literally get nothing out of this, but, mm -hmm. but on the outset, but, but what I get is awesome conversations. I get to talk to people who have different ideas and opinions also across the world. And I, I just really enjoy it. I just really like it. And so that <laughs> I guess would be my best reason is like, yeah, I'm, I, this will never monetized and I'll learn some tips and tricks along the way. But yeah, for the most part, I just like to talk to people who also like to podcast and learn about the things that they are using and learning and, and progressing along the way. Yeah. I think, uh, new podcasters that might be listening to this, um, you, you do need to, to consider, you do need to love this because there's going to be a bunch of frustrations as you start out. And when you've been in it three months and you're like, man, I only got 10 downloads that episode, you know, uh, uh, hopefully in, by three months, you're getting more than 10 an episode, but, but you might not be. That's right. And, uh, so, um, you know, you gotta love what you gotta love it and love the process because it's, uh, you're not going to be Joe Rogan out of the gate. I don't know if you'd want to be, I wouldn't want to be, but I've thought be. about that. I've thought about that before, um, about like, Cause you know, at first, when I first started out, I, I was trying to land the the biggest names I could. And in fact, that Christian uh, musician that I, that I, uh, he, he's, he's secular. He doesn't play Christian music, but he's, he's a staunch Christian and he play he, he does a lot of cover songs. You know, he's got like well, well over half a million followers on YouTube, well over half a million on Facebook. You know I mean? He's, he's headed towards a million. He's, he's, I think he's, by now he might be over 750. So he's on the other side of the hill toward going towards a million. And, uh, and I thought, you know, I wanted to land big names like that. And, um, which more on that in a second, by the way, he, his episode of mine didn't get as many downloads as like people who are unknown, who just had an interesting story. Totally. But, uh, yeah, but, um, but at first I was going after the big name and, you know, I thought, Oh, I want, you know, if I can get George Clooney on that, not that I was going after George Clooney, but the idea was if I can get somebody so famous that a million people listen to my podcast, you know, that, uh, you know, uh, like I, I, I thought that I wanted Joe Rogan numbers. Well, my point is, I, I don't think I wouldn't know what to do with that. You know, I, I just, I don't know if I could handle the stress of like, like suddenly I go from the amount that I normally get right now and it's growing. My, my podcast has been gradually growing over two years now or almost two years. Um, but if it's like suddenly, you know, I got an interview with Brad Pitt and a million people listened. Um, one, I would be extremely frustrated when the following week I lost 900, 990,000 <laughs> people. And they just, they were just showed up for that one episode. Uh, but even let's say I retained, you know, a, you know, um, 
I, I, you know, that would stress me out. Like, how do I keep my million listeners, you know? And I I don't think that's the way to do it. I think you should grow it, you know, gradually. I think it's more, I, I, for me, I think it's more savage to grow it organically to like do do what you want to do and put it out there and stick with it and enjoy the process and get better as you go. I think that's more savage. And it's funny you mentioned, you know, Joe Rogan. Um, I was just talking to one of my client's wives who owns an essential oil company. And we were talking about her trying to get onto more podcasts. And she said that she would, if she ever got invited, she would decline Rogan because that for a lot of people to be a guest on the show can actually destroy your business. If you're not ready to grow and all of a sudden you've got 10 times the business and you don't have the infrastructure. Now you just pissed off all these people because you right. can't give them the products they need that they are now sold on. Now you just ruined your business. And she told me there's many people that are like that. And so I thought that was an interesting perspective. Yeah. Uh, so did you answer the second part of like why you, yeah, for, for this, pro- for this show is the second part of the, of the answer. Oh, and oh. it's, it's just because I really enjoy it. I, I, I yeah, think that, that, it's that, fun. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so yeah, that, um, that made me think of, like I said, I'm coming up on two years and, uh, there have probably been maybe about three times in those two years where I, I, I did give some thought to like, what am I doing? You know, I, I, I thought about quitting and I love it, but I, it's a lot of work. You got, you know, uh, again, a would be podcaster that's listening to this, or you're just starting out. If you're just starting out, you're starting, you're probably realizing like, this is a lot more involved from editing to marketing to, you know, everything that's involved in it to the prep that you do. Um, And, you know, there have been times when I've been frustrated when the numbers weren't going up as much as I'd like them to. But then every time Casey, what has saved, saved me and kept me in the game, so to speak, I will get an email or uh, a direct message on LinkedIn. LinkedIn's my bread and butter, you know, for marketing. And uh, I'll get a direct message there and it'll be, it'll be a listener. And they will tell me like, dude, that episode changed my life. Or, you know, it doesn't have to be life changing. It can be something like, wow, I really want to thank you for this perspective. I I'd never thought about X, Y, and Z this way. And I'm I'm just so grateful that you put that episode out. That's it. Boom. I'm right back in the game. I mean, I like, I'm like, okay, I got to keep doing this. Even if I just, even if I do all this work and I touch one person, you know, it's worth it. That's it. That's worth it. I love that answer. Yeah. So there you go. That's why I podcast that. And I like the creative control of, you know, um, but here's a problem. And, and I, let me introduce this as a, as a brief topic for a new podcaster. If you're like me, and I, let me explain this just briefly. Um, everything I've ever done in my life, there was a kind of blueprint or roadmap. So like, you know, I, I've got three degrees and I'm not, I'm not boasting, but you know, I've got a bachelor's, a master's and a, and a JD, a law degree. And, you know, you go into school and you get your, your catalog, which is basically your contract with the university and says, okay, uh, to get your bachelor's degree, you need 128 hours uh, of semester hours. And it needs to be this many sciences and this many uh, maths and this much foreign language, et cetera, et cetera. And okay, I've got the roadmap. So I graduated in three years. Again, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying like, you gave me the blueprint. Boom. I can do it. I can check it off the list. I can take extra hours. I crammed it in, in the summer, you know, I was done with that, that roadmap in three years. I, the point I'm getting to and going back to podcasting is there's no roadmap. There's no blueprint. And for me, that's a little bit problematic and it's something I've had to deal with. So if you're like me and like everything I've done in life, even when I was a lawyer and I had a court case, I could follow a formula of how I prepare for the court case, how I get ready for my opening statement. If I'm going to actually go to trial, you know, and I've got a roadmap, you know, when I was teaching, you know, I've got a curriculum, I've got a syllabus that, you know, I'm going to follow these steps. Podcasting is wide open, you know, and for creative types, that might be a great, easy thing. And I, I've always, I, I want to be a creative type. I, I've, I, I've, I write fiction all my life and that's a creative process. But I've never done an enterprise like this without a roadmap, without a blueprint. And for me, that's 
it's been difficult. I mean, I don't know how, what your experience is, you know, with that, but everything I've done in life, you know, it was like A leads to B, B leads to C, C leads to Z and so on. And you're aiming for Z or whatever at the end of the road. But podcasting, it's like, you know, it's letters and numbers and it can go in any direction. And yeah. Um, yeah, I was, so a few thoughts. So that's what I couldn't find when I wanted to start my podcast, which is the whole reason why I started this podcast. I wanted right. somebody to tell me, do these steps. This is how you do it. There's options, right. but I also just want to tell you how I did it. And so that's what I presented in the first season. In each episode, it was like, okay, here's some things to be thinking about. Let me tell you exactly the way that I did it. So if you take nothing else out of this, you can at least get started. I do this. Maybe some other people do other things. And we'll explore that in other seasons, but this is what I do every time. And so that was the whole reason I created this. Um, It turns out there were other shows that talk about podcasting in that, in that way, but I didn't, there was, and there was also like other media, like computer, uh, you know, things you could watch, like videos you could watch or like PDFs and stuff like that. And it's like, I'm getting most of my information through podcasting myself. And so let me put podcasting information out in the podcast land. So that, that, yeah, that's one thought on that. The other thought is, yeah, you're right. Like, there's, we we release our episodes for Boundless Body Radio Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we've done that for two years now. And but but I don't have to do. I could decide tomorrow not to do that. We could do it every Thursday. We could do it every other Thursday. All of a sudden, like there's no rules. And so, right. I don't know. I think of kind of the Zen concept of like unattached action. This is something that I'm creating, um, pushing record on. I'm getting over my imposter syndrome to to create something helpful. That's going to live in Wonka vision forever. That could be helpful for people. And I don't know what's going to happen in a week in a month in a year. Is that going to lead to a different opportunity? Am I going to network with somebody that's going to have an opportunity? You just, you don't know, but you never, you know, you can't ask the question unless you put it out there. And so I just kind of approach it that way. Like this is, this is for, something this is something i feel strongly about it's something i enjoy and so yeah i'm just gonna put it out there and see what happens what do you that would be very challenging though you're right like all the things that you describe going through in your life have all these steps that lead to the next steps that lead to the next steps and this is almost like the pure creativity of like you don't know how this conversation (laughs) is gonna go i could throw a curveball at you we could talk politics like it's tough right well i in terms of putting together a podcast and developing it I've approached it in, uh, you know, there's another buzzword that I use in, in, uh, it's Kaizen and it, the Zen and Kaizen is not the same, uh, kanji. It's not the same. It's not the same character that the character that means Zen. So it's, it just because the, the, the pronunciation is Kaizen, that Zen is not the same as Zen. Anyway, Kaizen is this Japanese concept of, uh, you know, uh, never ending gradual improvement. And, so, uh, so if I discouraged anyone before, uh, by saying like, man, there's no roadmap to podcasting, it's kind of just as wild. It's the wild west of creativity. Um, let me, uh, encourage you by my brief story, how I got started. So I've always loved podcasts and I thought that I would like it, but I wasn't sure yet. And you won't know until you do it. Um, you know, I was talking it over with my wife uh, before I even got started. She was like, what do you really, you really think you're going to give it a go? And uh, I'm like, yeah, I really want to, I really want to try. She's like, well, what do you need? I'm like, I need a microphone. So that was like, that was just step one. I just bought, well, first I did, I did two hours worth of research on what, what would be a good bang for my buck microphone for podcasting. And I think my audio is pretty good. And um, I, uh, so I I got, you know, I've got the Samson 2Q or whatever it is. Uh, It's a good mic. And, um, you know, so I bought a mic. It was like step one, you know, like, okay, now what do I do? (laughs) And then I would go into YouTube and, you know, and uh, so, you know, I would, at first I was working off my uh, laptop camera, which generally actually they're pretty good these days. Um, and then now I, I've got a little separate camera set up. And, um, the, the point being is like, if you don't know what to do, just do the first thing and then Kaizen, just add to it, you know? Okay. What, what do I do next? You know, my, for, you mentioned you were my first interview and then you, but you also mentioned it was episode nine. So like my first eight episodes was just me. And, uh, so, you know, you, you buy a microphone, 
And then uh, you write up, I, or that's what I did. I scripted up my first four episodes. So when I released, when I came out, whatever uh, the expression, it would, um, you know, there's a word that I'm lacking here. But anyway, when I, when I started, I, I hit the airwaves with four episodes nice. right out of the gate. Yeah. So I, I had pre-recorded four. And so when I started, I just threw them out and then I got everybody I knew to you know download, subscribe and all that stuff and spread the word. And I don't know. That's how I got started. So, you know, if you're like, if you are listening to these, how to make a podcast uh, episodes and you're like, man, there's so much. Yes, there is so much, but just start with one thing. Yeah. Just buy a microphone. I love that. <laughs> just buy a microphone and then do the next thing. I love that. So one of our guests started his podcast, did 40 episodes recorded, and they sound just fine. He had these stupid wired iPhone <laughs> headphones, and it sounds fine. These do really well. In fact, if a guest comes on with these, I think their sound quality is going to come out better than if they have the AirPods. But he did mm. he did fine just with that. Like, that worked. Later, yeah. he bought a mic, but he's a college kid, you know? And I just yeah. I think I would encourage anybody to go and listen to one of your first four episodes and then go later and listen to one of your more recent solo episodes and see how much you have learned and grown, but appreciate that that was mm. a process that took a long time. You're new solo episodes are absolutely amazing. And the way you're weaving in different commentary um, is really awesome and effective. And actually one of the, one of my notes is going to go back to that because I'm, I'm using that for a special project that I, um, I was going to ask you about. So yeah, I, I think, I think that's really great advice. Start where you are, do, do something, know that stuff will unfold as it needs to later. Yeah. I'll always be tweaking. Always and the, 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 you know, the solos now where I weave in like a little background music or a little narration, things like that. Um, I'll, I'll another gem of advice I would give, uh, podcasters that are starting out is find role models. And, you know, it's like for me, revisionist history, we've talked about that podcast before. Now, look, I can't hit the quality level of revisionist history. This, that's a major league, um, you know, podcast with a production staff, you know, there's just like 10 people, there's writers, there's researchers that work on, there's people who do the editing. And then you've got the, uh, the voice of it, Malcolm Gladwell, you know, I can't, uh, achieve that, but so what I can roll my, I can, you know, listen to an episode, make notes of like, Oh, I see what they did there. And that's where I get a lot of those ideas. You know, I just revamped, I told you I revamped and streamlined my website. Well, I, there's another podcast that, uh, it's, it's Alan Alda's, uh, clear and vivid with Alan Alda. And I looked at his podcast page and I thought, this is clean, man. This is, I mean, he's got the money that he's probably got a big production staff too. And it's not like there's fireworks and bells and whistles on that page. It's just clean and sharp. And I thought that's actually better than trying to, you know, trying to, uh, do everything on a single page, which is what I was trying to do at the, at the beginning. Yeah. So I, I would, I would, my advice would be find role models for your website, for your podcast, um, find more than one and listen to them. You know, people who do podcasts should actually listen to podcasts too. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. A diverse range, good ones, bad ones. I, I think it's fair that, yeah, you, you should be listening and then, and then listen for the things that you really enjoy and how can you incorporate that into your episodes, which again, I think you do a great job with. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I think you uh, just brought up a, a good point too. occasionally listen to a bad one and there's tons out there There's a lot of bad because ones. there's, there's more bad ones than good ones, honestly. And that can be frustrating when you're like, man, I, there's so many podcasts now. Everybody's got a podcast. I'm going to get lost in the sea of podcasts. Well, yeah, you are until you make yourself known. And, and if you do your marketing right, and we could talk about marketing too, but um, you, you are going to get lost. You might have the best podcast in the world, but there are tons out there and most suck. Yeah, to be they honest, do. they do. And the funny thing is, if you really, really look, open up a podcast that you think is competing with you, you'll see like, okay, your seventh episode was your last, which you released in October of 2021. Okay, this other one <laughs> looks like it's in my topic. They finished in, in January of 2021 with 10 episodes like people quit all the time. Because it's yeah. hard work and they're not considering their why, like we talked about earlier. And if you yeah. just, if you simply just don't stop, if you are, you know, 
if you if your why is so strong enough that you'll never quit, you will grow. It will happen for you. People will find your show, and and if you're getting better, people will really enjoy it. Yeah, the getting better part is is critical. I mean, you can't just remain static. Always be tweaking, baby. Always be tweaking. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, what are your notes, man? What you got going on? Well, so so my <laughs> my recent problem has has led me to this project and i don't know if this is fruitful or not it's a lot of work let's say you wanted to listen to our show balanced body radio and you said hey man i i want to listen to an episode about protein how do i how do i learn about protein and i think to myself like okay we've done we've done 15 episodes specifically about protein plus we did another 50 where we talked about protein in different contexts protein intake and fasting animal versus plant protein supplementation of protein uh meal frequency and protein digestion and protein like y- there's so many angles right that we've covered that one topic on um and i knew also this year that i wanted to do some content that i could monetize and so i've been looking into creating a course what does it look like to create an online course set up videos people could maybe take tests or whatever um and i've been mulling that around and checking the price on that or maybe doing like you know pdfs or some writing and transcription or something like that and i just i just kind of decided like look we do audio we've done audio well i can work in the audio format really well why don't i make really long comprehensive episodes that hit one topic really specifically with clips that I've already used with people I've already talked to. I can jump in with yeah. bumpers so I can, I can do a quick bumper um, where I say, you know, Hey, this is, this was that clip with this person. We're now going to go to this episode with this other person. We're going to set this up. Here's my take on this. With my experience, I would say that I, I agree with most of this part, but not as much of this part. But let's just go to this guy and let's listen in on this conversation from episode 57, da-da-da. You know, and, mm-hmm. and then we go and I, I go back and I cut, you know, could be three minutes, could be eight minutes. Normally it's like 10 to 15 minutes of a clip where we got into a flow about that topic and I'm just weaving things in. So Mm. I kind of thought that would be a nice thing if people really wanted a good deep dive into a topic that really gets the highlights of everything plus my insight. And I've also done things like, um, you know, set up a separate Calendly invite for the people we already have on for a 15 minute conversation where I say, Hey dude, you're an expert in this. I interviewed you for a full hour. I don't want that. But like, if you could just jump onto this brief call for 10 minutes, I I want your intake on maybe one or two specific questions. Let's keep it 10 to 15 minutes. And I'm going to call this like exclusive content. This is only content that's found in these episodes. It's one other way for you this person to get their name out there. And so that's what I kind of have landed on. And so I have made now four of those. And since I, I I wanted them to be monetized, um, I've put them on Patreon. They've been on Patreon Mm -hmm. for about a month and a half and a month and a half to two months at a price point that I thought was kind of fair for how much work it is. Cause as you can imagine, I mean, that's a ton of work we've done. 360 episodes to even remember what we talked about. You have to remember, then re-listen to the episode, then timestamp the cuts, then actually pull up the episode again, make the cuts, listen to the whole thing to make sure that there wasn't stuff that I had cut out of the middle of those clips to begin with. Maybe my dog went apeshit and I forgot to cut that out. And then, <laughs> and then I have to go back and interject myself in between each one in a way that makes sense, you know, the storyboarding yeah. and all that stuff. Anyway, I put it on Patreon. I put it in the $30 kind of um, subscription base. I figured that would be a mm. fair price point for the amount of work. Um, zero, I have zero anybody at that level. I got my, I, I dropped my prices yesterday and today I got my first $3 Patreon, which all I'm doing for that one is early release. Here's access to mm. the 15 to 20 episodes that yeah. we have already done. I'm not doing anything other than just clipping the YouTube and the, the podcast I've already made. Um, mm. But so, so, and I released one on boundless body, the protein episode we released to tease it. This is what this is. This is where you can find the rest of them. If you like this style, this is what I'm setting up. I'm adding one every two weeks so that, you know, you, you always get fresh content on a different topic. Um, we haven't had anybody take us up on it yet. And so I'm wondering what mm. you thought of the idea. And I'm wondering if you think of a better way that I can try to monetize this content, which I called the boundless body radio premium podcast. I, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> the, the only thing similar 
that I've considered that are along those lines. Uh, I, I've thought, I've thought about the course thing. Uh, and you know, I looked into that a little bit, looked at like teachable.com is, uh, I think, uh, a source where you can, that kind of walks you through the process of putting together a, a course. I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not promoting teachable.com. They're not paying me or anything, but, uh, I think I stopped there though. And I, I'm, I'm more interested in, <clears throat> excuse me, in putting together, uh, maybe an ebook, with the, I mean, and here's a, another little bonus for people who are getting into podcasting. If they do stick with it until they get to, I'm, I'm coming up on my hundredth episode. Um, you're creating content and it's there. And so, you know, I thought about going back through and taking the, you know, the highlights and putting them together into an ebook and, um, and, you know, selling that, I mean, at five bucks a pop or something, I don't know what, but I don't know what the price point would be, but, you know, I'd mentioned Malcolm Gladwell before and uh, his books, you know, he's an author before he was a podcaster. And uh, if people aren't familiar with him, um, he's pretty famous. Just Google him. But he uh, he's been an author. And, you know, generally uh, uh, a lot of times the author will read the book itself for the audio version. Well, his last two books, uh, I can't remember the titles, but uh, he's really taken audio books to a new level, whereas Generally, when an author reads uh, the text for an audiobook, when it comes up to the speaking parts of someone else, like they're quoting someone else, they're just reading that part. And, you know, maybe they do an impersonation of the person or whatever. Malcolm Gladwell actually uses the the actual interview clip. So if you read his the hard copy of the book, you don't get that. You You just read the quote from the person. But if you... Malcolm Gladwell actually promotes his audiobook over the actual text version. You wouldn't think a, you know, a writer would do that, but he's like the audio version is better because when you get to the the point where I'm talking to someone, he uses the clip in the audio book version. Anyway, that's a long way to say that I've I've considered putting together an ebook or but an audio ebook and where I will use clips from various people, but I'm putting them together all in one package. That's cool. I think that's a great idea. Here's a book format from one of our former guests on the show. Um, curiosity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Curiosity, which is he's done a podcast. He's done all kinds of different interviews. And so each, all of this is transcripted kind of content that he has created in a book form. And so I thought that right. was a really interesting way of doing things too. So yeah, when, once you got a bunch of these and you've talked to some pretty cool people, you do have that resource that then you can figure out ways to monetize. And so I, I'm wondering if I'm just priced too high on Patreon. Um, what I, what I always do is also like create bumpers for the very end with calls to action mm -hmm. on my episodes. So those will be just two minutes of me saying, thank you so much for listening. Go to Apple, leave us a rating and review. It helps us grow. Here's something new we have on our website this month. You can go take advantage of that there, blah, blah, blah. And I've been doing that with this new Patreon page saying, go check out our Patreon. We've got coaching options. We've got access to these long form, really, um, you know, pretty intense podcasts that really explore the best of one particular topic, uh, with new ones coming out all the time. So yeah, I'm wondering, I I'm setting up basically something on Google pages to, to see how my traffic is doing on my Patreon page to see where the problem is that people either aren't going to Patreon or they are going to mm -hmm. Patreon and are finding that, that I'm asking too, too high of a price. So I, I don't think it's the too high of the price thing. I, I, I have a couple of questions that I, I don't know the answer to. And one of them is, it is Patreon the right place to be? And, um, you know, and I can't be overly critical. It's the, it is the only source of income I have for the podcast. I do, you know, I don't make a profit. I, you know, I break even on, uh, you know, but I have Patreon supporters, uh, not a lot, but I've got enough that it pays for my website. It pays for, you know, um, I, I do buy some additional equipment and stuff. It, and I use a hundred percent of the Patreon stuff. You know, I don't pay my rent. I don't pay my mortgage with the Patreon, but I pay for the podcast with it. And, um, but that's about after two years, that's about all I, you know, that's where I'm at is kind of just the break even point. And, um, I don't know if you're selling a course, I don't know. This is a short answer. I don't know the answer to your question, but I, you know, I wonder if there's an, another place to put it and, and then I don't know how you're promoting it, how you're marketing it. Marketing, man, we talked about a little bit last time, but you know, my, my two, uh, <clears throat> uh, 
uh, bits of advice last time, other than always be tweaking, was that number one, content is king. You've got to have a good podcast. You can't have a crappy podcast. You, you've got to work on that first. But second is almost, if content is king, it's 51%. The other 49% is marketing and how you sell your podcast. And you cannot just promo blast social media. That's just going to turn people off. You've got to engage and, you know, you've got to, uh, you got to do something different than just promo blasts all the time. So anyway, I I don't know how you sell a course. I would look into that. That would be my, you know, I'd start doing the research on how to do that. And that's, that's the other cool thing is I'm not married to any one idea. These have been created. So even if they just go eventually to the main podcast for free, it's not wasted. People are still going to learn something about it. And I, I, you know, used a lot of my time, but that's totally fine. But yeah, I mean, you could, you could take that and, you know, put them behind a paywall on your website. You could transcribe mm-hmm. them into PDFs and sell them for, you know, $2 courses and maybe play on quantity or something. I don't know. There's lots of different ways to do that, but I, I yeah, I, I appreciate your thoughts and thinking as far as that goes, yeah. that's really kind of all I had. Um, Actually, eventually I want to go in that direction. I don't, and if, if somebody's listening to this and maybe they are actually already, a kind of website guru and they know how to do this stuff because I'm still learning, man, as we, you know, as we talk and go through this process, uh, I eventually want to shift everything to my website and just do it. I don't want the middleman. I don't want Patreon, you know, to be honest. I mean, I need Patreon right now because I don't know how to set up a structure or whatever, but a lot of people are put off by Patreon because you have to sign up and you, you get charged every month. I always feel guilty at the end of the month. Like, did people for did people forget that they're they're sponsoring me a little bit, and then they see their credit card saving? Like, what's this Zen image thing? You know, um, I, I wish there was more availability of like people who want to just do a one time gift. You know, and I you can do that for me through my host through Red Circle. You can just do like a one time, and and I've had several people do that. And then, oddly enough, they'll actually gift more money. <laughs> Then if they signed up for, you know, Patreon, I've got three tiers, $3, $5, $10. And somebody's like, I don't want my credit card being zapped every month. Let me just give you like 50 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know, and so I, I direct them towards Red Circle or they can just PayPal me or something. Mm. But I really want to like eventually get everything to where it's all on ZenSandwich.com. So if you want to help out the show... You can do, a, you know, there's one column, you can do a one-time donation, or if you want to sign up, then you can do that. But I, I, I got to get more techie. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I got to get more tech savvy. <laughs> Again, I appreciate all of those thoughts. It's always fun <laughs> to talk about and consider all of these things. I think this is another really fun conversation. I always enjoy talking to you and, and throwing ideas back and forth. Where can people go to find you and connect with you and your podcast? Well, now that I've streamlined it and revamped it, you can just go to zensamich.com, Z-E-N-S-A-M-M-I-C-H. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's spelled as it sounds, Zen Sandwich. Um, or uh, if social media, I'm across the big four, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. But if you really want to interact or follow me, uh, LinkedIn is where I'm, that's where my presence is. Uh Yeah. Yeah, and go and, to- and you just look just look up my name on LinkedIn. I can't be Zen Samet. LinkedIn has a rule unlike the other three, so I can't be like you can't. I do have a Zen Samet company page on LinkedIn, but your personal page on LinkedIn it has to be your name. Yeah, gotcha. so you look up you just look up Mark Reed gotcha. JD. And for the listener, yeah. definitely go to Twitter and follow Mark Reed there. Follow Zen Samet there because the the ten to fifteen second videos you post there all the time are like the only good thing about Twitter. So I really appreciate that. Well, you know, Twitter, and I know we're we're getting pressed for time, but you know, uh, uh, Twitter is kind of my testing ground for what I do on LinkedIn. So I'll have I probably have like more than five times the content on Twitter that I do on LinkedIn because LinkedIn, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to post all the time. People will, you know, mute you, but Twitter moves so fast. Like you, let's put it this way. Uh, I like stand up comedy and you know, when stand up comics before they put together their special, their like hour long special, they kind of go around uh, the United States and do little comedy clubs and they're testing out materials, uh, material. So, so if they bomb, 
it's no big deal. They just bombed in Des Moines, Iowa. You know, nobody's going to know or everyone's going to forget that. Right. And then they put together what works and then they do their HBO special or whatever. So that for me, that's what Twitter and LinkedIn or Twitter or my little nightclub, uh, you know, I'm testing out stuff and I got plenty of stuff that bombs. And then the stuff that hits on Twitter, I'm like, okay, now I'll go, I'll put it on my special on LinkedIn. That's awesome. I love that. That's a great idea. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Mark Reed, thank you again so very much for coming on our show. It's always a joy to talk to you. I, I love it, man. Anytime. Thank you for listening to the How to Make a Podcast podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us a rating and review on Apple. Also, be sure to check out the show that made all of this possible, Boundless Body Radio, where we provide tons of helpful and informative content, feature incredible guests, and talk all about health and wellness. Cheers, and thank you for joining us on the How to Make a Podcast podcast.